All right. Sorry about the Twitter space kerfuffle. Got got the thing working though. Well done, Scott. I know exactly what was happening. It has happened to me before. Sometimes when you start a space, it will show as starting on your phone while having not actually being started where other people can see it and join it. But if you wait like one to two minutes, somehow it just works it out. And then all of a sudden goes live. <laughs> so patience was a virtue in that in that respect. So for any other Twitter space hosts out there, these are the fun things we get to learn as we do this process. Yeah, thank you uh, to the audience for, for rejoining back and uh, and for Scott for soldiering on and, and Anthony for for the lesson. Uh, I'm reminded of that like old demotivator poster, which was like the Titanic. And it was like, maybe your your role is to be a lesson for others. Um, but uh, but welcome back, everyone. Um, do you know if Scott's going to join in separately? Anthony, uh, let's let's go ahead and just start announcing things, yeah. introducing ourselves. We'll let him work work okay. out what he's going to do. Great. So, hi everyone, welcome again to JavaScript Jam Live. Uh, JavaScript Jam Live is an open mic. Uh, we like to say for anything JavaScript and web development related uh, is on topic. We love audience participation. We've got something very special for you. Uh, this week and in the upcoming weeks in collaboration with React Miami. Um, I am Ishanand. I'm VP of product at Edgeo, uh, Edge Deployment Platform, and I'm joined by uh, Anthony and Scott. I'll let them introduce themselves and talk about what we're doing with uh, React Miami. Hello, my name is Anthony Campolo. I am a developer advocate at Edgeo. And we're going to be joined today by Dev Agarwal, who is also partnering with React Miami to help put together some sweet events and activities and content for you. And we are bringing him up right now. And then, Scott, if you are able to speak, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> Yo, what up, everybody? So hopefully you can hear me. Yes. Uh... <laughs> All right, great. Wow. Boy, that was fun earlier. I tell yeah. you what, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if you know quite a bit about tech or not. Is there's always something to make you look like a fool. So here we are. Everything's good. Everything's working now. Um, so anyway, so great. So glad to be here. Uh, React Miami. I don't, I don't know why I said week there, but, you know, in a hustle to get this up, that's what I put. But really, it's React Miami month, which I'm renaming right now. And um, I'm super excited because, you know, um, as Anthony was hinting at there, we're going to be talking with Dev today and uh, about React Miami and many other things. And uh, also, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, doing our little collab with uh, React Miami as well. And we're just so excited for that. Um, moving forward, we're going to be having, uh, you know, more speakers uh, from React Miami speaking here um, about just topics that make sense with them. And, you know, we're keeping this traditional like JavaScript jam vibe that we have uh, rolling through all that process. So nothing's going to change as far as like what you guys uh, typically are used to hearing. And, and, you know, as, as far as like having speakers here and all that, it's going to be a great time. So um, really, there's just more value actually from uh, us being involved with React Miami, more value for you guys. Um, and, and some extra goodies that we're going to talk about here a little bit later, which uh, really excited for. So um, thank you so much. So glad to be here. 
Um, just remember, if you're a beginner or, or an advanced user, whether you've been you know, doing this a little bit or doing this for a very long time, as far as a web developer goes, uh, we want to hear from everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're a beginner or advanced, like I said. And so, um, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, to request to come up and ask questions or um, comments or like facts, opinions, whatever it is. We want to hear from you. In fact, actually, that also helps to increase the value here for everybody listening in because when you guys get involved, um, typically there's some really great conversations that happen. So we'd love to hear from as many people as, as uh, possibly want to come up. So, all right, with that being said, I am Scott Steinlong and I am a technical community manager at Edgeo and I'm ready to rock this today. Let's get this rolling. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. Awesome. We should have um, Dev introduce himself, and then after that, um, Michelle, you can introduce yourself, and you're one of the organizers of React Miami, so thank you for joining us. How's it going, everybody? Thank you very much for having me up here. Thank everyone for showing up and showing interest. My name is Dev, or you can call me Dave. Uh, both work fine. And yeah, it's great to be here. This year, I am also a media partner for React Miami, along with along with these two great individuals, Anthony and Scott. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to show you guys what we have in store for next week, or talk about it a little today. Michelle, you want to go? If you're not currently at your mic or something, Dan, it looks like you hopped up as well. I don't think Dan's going to be at React Miami. Right? I I wish. There's, I'm having a there's a company offsite for that week. Otherwise, I would have gone. But yeah, I don't think I deserve to introduce myself because I'm not a media partner at React, React Miami. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Oh, it looks like Will showed up anyway. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, cool. So I guess we can let uh, Dev, uh, do you want to kind of talk about your game show idea? I thought this was pretty interesting. Sure, yeah. So I have managed to rope these two people into hosting a game show with me. Uh, this is happening next week. We are calling it Miami Jam. And I'm very excited for this. But it looks like Michelle is back up here as a speaker. So uh Thing we would like to hear her hear from her first hi sorry guys Definitely. like uh the connection was like on the fritz and then the microphone button wasn't working in the twitter space so now <laughs> it seems like everything's working um oh we understand but <laughs> yeah so um that's the normal of using twitter spaces every day Don't yeah. Miami and I'm just kind of crashing the party today but I'm super excited to have Dav and um, Anthony and Scott all as media partners for React Miami this year and I'm also listening in just interested to see what we're gonna do because we kind of like just give them the green light to do whatever they like so <laughs> yes yeah, we'll see whether you end up regretting it but I think that will have some some cool stuff in store. So um, we'll probably get back to your description, Dev. Sure, yeah. So the idea of Miami Jam is to kind of uh, stray away from like a typical interview or panel style 
show where we just bring on a few speakers and ask them questions. Instead, the uh, this show, Miami Jam, which we are hosting, is going to be a little more like a game show where instead of just straight up asking questions about their topics or uh, their motivations, uh, we are going to ask trivia style questions. These can be React related questions or anything about uh, weird quirks in JavaScript or TypeScript or anything adjacent to React. Uh, these could be guessing what library is being used, or this could be a question about some some other speaker's topic, which the question uh, the person that the question is directed to has to answer. And then uh, we will use these opportunities to um, kind of segue into more detailed, more in-depth discussions on what their topics are. So we still get to uh, we still have to uh, or we still get to. Uh, get a lot of insight from these speakers about what their topic is, what their motivation is behind giving the certain talk, or uh, what their experience has been like uh, in the in this industry, and uh, uh, what kind of things that they have worked on that's bringing them to, like, to React Miami to give this talk. It's just structured in a style that's more like a game show so that it's more fun, and it's more interactive, it's more collaborative. Uh, we are trying to get the speakers to uh, Share, share experiences with each other as well. And we are trying to get uh, the audience involved. By the way, I'm sorry if my phone notification is interrupting me. Put that on silent. Yeah, so yeah, that's the point. Uh, trying to make it collaborative, trying to make it engaging. Uh, we are also going to have some stuff for the audience. So if you are in the audience there in the show, you will, uh, you will also get to engage with the speakers. You like Obviously, you'll get to ask your questions but you might also get to engage in other ways. For example, if we ask a question, or if you ask them a question, you can decide how many points they get for answering that question. And uh, if the question is about another speaker's topic, that speaker can decide how many points uh, they would like for the, per for the person answering the question to receive. And at the end of the show, we have a secret prize for the speaker that has the highest points. It's not anything serious. We, we are not turning this into a contest. The prize is just there to make sure everyone is having a fun time and engaging with each other. How did I do? Yeah, no, I think it's great. I'd be curious, Michelle, what your thoughts are, if there's any things that you think could kind of spruce it up or if you think it sounds like a, a good time. I, I think it sounds really good. I think we can also give away you know, a React Miami ticket or two in the process. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe uh, the audience uh, that's listening in, and then as far as like the speakers from the conference, maybe we'll have to figure out exactly what that prize will be, but uh, I think it's going to be awesome. So um, one other thing I do want to add in as well, a little teaser here, if you stick around to the end of the show, um, at the end, I'm going to give y'all, if you don't already have a ticket to React Miami, so if you're listening to this recording, listen through to the end, because you're, well, I mean, I guess you can skip to the end if you want, but if you're here live, <laughs> I got you till the end, no, <laughs> <laughs> listen in, and I'm going to, uh, we're going to drop a, a nice little discount code uh, for y'all to get 15% discount off your React Miami ticket. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. Just for y'all, JavaScript GM audience here. They React Miami has been kind enough to give us a discount code to share with our audience. So stick around to the end. 
Yeah, and the show that uh, we are planning that I just talked about, this is very much a work in progress. So if you guys have any ideas, any feedback, we would love to uh, in, uh, listen to those and incorporate those. I see a lot of other content creators. Dan is up here. I see uh, Dom in the uh, in the listener section. I see Jen. I see Nate. Andrew, there's a bunch of people here, very interesting. Uh, and of course, there are people who I don't know. So uh, yeah, any feedback, any ideas, feel free to throw those our way. And we, we would love to hear from you. Should we talk like conference spicy takes, like conferences being like exclusive or paywalling <laughs> or should we do that? Dan you, have, Dan, you have exhausted your spicy take quota last night. Actually, I think I think if Michelle wants to speak about ways in which uh, React Miami promotes good conference behavior, I bet she would have things to say there because I know she runs lots of events, has lots of thoughts on it, and I would assume has put great care into things like that. So I lost connection for a little bit, so I missed the premise of that, and then I just got to the part where about good conference behavior. So Dan, Dan, Dan has lots of uh, spicy hot takes about it's conferences the, and why it's they're the same bad. Critique. Oh, and why they're bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it, no, no, it's, it, Michelle, it's the same okay, critique you've so heard a thousand that I times. I'm so sorry, I like lost connection completely. No, no, you're fine. So what is your specific criticism, Dan, and we'll see if React Miami meets your standard. <laughs> it's not my criticism. It's, it's a, well, first of all, can you hear me or, or is this not working? I can hear you fine, yeah. Okay. It's the same criticism you've heard a thousand times, like, instead of making content surrounding a conference, you just you should make regular free content, you know, instead of, uh, you know, having to have conferences where people pay money and can only pay it if their company Well, first off, are them. these going to be recorded and available after the fact? So, they, I don't know if um, you guys are able to ha- hear Dan, but whenever he comes off his mute, I can't hear him, but I can hear you, Anthony, when you speak. Oh, okay. So, this, yeah, this happens. Um, I'll relay the question, and then after you answer, you can drop and then come back, and that will probably fix it. I'm just curious, is this content going to be available after the fact? Can people watch recordings of the talks? Yes, absolutely. There will be recordings available of all of the talks. I would say usually it takes us about two weeks to get through post-production for the recordings. Okay, so basically all the all the content will be freely available to anyone who wants it anywhere in the world. So that yes. kind of is what Dan is saying, that it could be this weird thing where people have to pay $1,000 and fly to an island somewhere in the middle of nowhere to watch these 10 priests deliver information from on high. <laughs> that is not the case. <laughs> no, that's not the case. And there will be a free live stream during the event as well. That's awesome. It looks like uh, Jen has her hand up. Michelle, I would recommend leaving the space and then coming back. That usually fixes those issues. Hello, hello, beautiful humans. I, hi, I'm Jen. I guess I should say who I am. Hey, Jen. I am a DevRel at Ivan, which is a database infra- data infrastructure company, as well as the host of a live stream called Teach Gen Tech and the host of a podcast called Shit You Don't Want to Talk About. And the shit I came up here to talk about, (laughs) okay, that made me giggle, probably nobody else, um, is, Dan, free conferences, there are no winning. As an MC, and you're for a free conference, you constantly have to say, sponsored by blah, 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 sign up for this, make sure you thank our sponsors, and people still complain. They complain all the time. No matter what you do, they complain. 
So I, I, I see like the paywall and definitely not making it accessible for others, but yo, even doing it for free, people don't always like it. Yeah, I think that there's different criticisms that can be had with lots of different conference structures. I mean, the main thing is like, are you delivering value to the people who come to your conference? You know, I think that's the main thing and try and make it as available to as many people as possible. But, you know, there's limited resources in the world. Yeah, I think having a free live stream is a great way to do it because that way you're making a stance. The educational content is for everyone. But the networking content, it, content, it's not even content. The networking part is... It, the networking value. The, networking, the value you get from networking yeah. is what you get for showing up and paying yeah. versus the things people talk about you can learn. Yeah, and I agree. And that's what I think is great that React Miami is doing. And most conferences, I think, are starting to realize it's good to record and blast things out because then you have evergreen content. The speakers can share their talks afterwards. Like, I would be very wary to do a conference talk that I wouldn't have a recording of afterwards. Yeah, I, I got a huge boost from my talk being recorded l last year at, at React Brussels. And I remember there was like this huge controversy surrounding the, you know, the conference that shall not be named because one of their many mistakes was advertising, you know, video content and then just not doing it at all. So that not only did people outside the conference or people who pay for the conference not have access to it, but the speakers didn't have access to their recordings. Ryan Carniato literally has like a cell phone recording of that talk because they didn't have any recordings. By the way, can we just appreciate the fact that we have this Voldemort of uh, tech or web conferences now, the conference that shall not be named forever? I mean, we could name it, but I don't know. I, if we name it, it's, bad, it's a bad omen for React Miami. Yeah, and this is just like pumping us up for React Miami of like, yo, Here's all the shit other conferences has done. So now let's just get so pumped about this because it's React Miami. I, I had a glitch when you were first talking. Are you going to React Miami? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but, you know, that could always change. You know, Michelle, I think you should fly Jen out. I think it's I think it's worth it. I'll be tight. This, we have a free ticket, apparently, allegedly. It would be fun, and I would promote. It would definitely be fun. We're going to hop in with something, Ishan? Yeah, I, I would actually just, like, back up. There's, like, two things that come to mind here. One is I'd really love to hear or give, you know, Dev and Michelle the opportunity to give the pitch for React Miami, um, why they think for people who aren't familiar with it, you know, they should attend. Uh, how they make it stand out from, say, other conferences and, and the care they put into it. And then maybe also hear what they think the mission or job to be done of a conference is kind of, you know, post-COVID. And, and you know, our conferences, you know, conferences are clearly back. I think we, we had this conversation. I know internally last year, dev conferences are back. Um, but their view of kind of what's changed from before COVID. So that's a lot of, con you know, questions in one one statement. So, but I'll turn it over to Dev and um, and Michelle. I'd love to hear them just give their pitch for React Miami or give get that opportunity. Yeah, I'll I'll quickly uh, say this as a sneak peek. Uh, this is a great question, by the way, Sean. And I am going to answer this question very much in detail 
in a live stream this Friday, so day after tomorrow. That's uh, I'll let Michelle speak now, and maybe after Michelle, uh, I can give a quick summary of my thoughts. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to talk about this in a lot more detail on Friday, and I'll possibly also convert that into a YouTube video. So also be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah, Michelle, would love to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, I, I think my Twitter space issues are finally <laughs> sorted out because I can seem to hear everybody now. Um, so let me know if you can't hear me. But um, you sound good. Okay, great. So React Miami. So React Miami's two day conference on Miami Beach, uh, where we have just back to back talks from experts from all around the world, including some of our South Florida locals about all things React, uh, not just um, necessarily focused on the UI or the front end, but we have infrastructure talks, um, you know, uh, machine learning talks. Like we cover a lot of different um, areas of the React ecosystem because React developers these days are so much more than React developers. They usually do so much more than just the front end. Um, but aside from that, uh, I am an avid conference attendee myself and I love conferences um, so when I had a chance to obviously organize one myself there's so many things that I love from other conferences that I wanted to bring into our conference and there's so many things that I you know thought oh maybe this is like room for improvement or we could do something a little bit more there so one of those things is I really try to um integrate our conference into the Miami tech scene into our community and the city um, so I've gone to a lot of like events around the world where you kind of like fly in you land in the city like you go to the convention center or the hotel where they're having the conference and then you fly out and you're like did I even go to this place did I even see this city or do I even know about anything that I that was around me and so I really like to um, try and have like some of our events at different locations from where our actual conference is held so that our attendees can really enjoy Miami Beach. Um, and we also have our conference in partnership with Emerge Americas. So um, in the convention center at the same time as us running in parallel is a conference, a general tech conference that's 40 times bigger than ours called Emerge Americas. Um, and all of the attendees to React Miami also get included with their ticket, a ticket to Emerge Americas so that they can enjoy that conference as well. And their conference is massive. Um, they are key their keynotes are some of the most famous people in the world. Like, for example, this year, um, Tom Brady is their keynote. Last year, it was Serena Williams and Alexis Ohanian. Um, so they, and they have like a big startup pitch competition. So especially if you're a startup founder or if you're coming on behalf of your business, it's a great way to like basically attend multiple conferences in one shot, um, all while being able to like connect with the React dev community, if you like that as well. Um, so that's something that we think is a big differentiator. Um, and then it's just good times. Like our opening party is going to be a React documentary viewing at a, at a rooftop cinema um, with the, the director of the React documentary, Ida Bechtel, um, React pioneer Christopher Trudeau, and um, Sunil Pai all doing a Q&A at the end. Um, and then like our after party is just at this really cool hotel that's on the beach. 
and it's just going to be really fun. <laughs> yes, I will give a quick hard vouch for the uh, being a part of Emerge. I think one of the most enjoyable things about attending Re React Miami last year was that we also had access to Emerge, which is uh, like we got we got to see a lot of startups and small teams coming up with really innovative solutions to things. And uh, yeah, that was a big attractor for React Miami. And uh, that's that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to this year as well. Yeah, thank you. That's a great answer uh, to the question. We've got, I, I see Dan, you've got your hand raised, but there was actually a question that came in before you um, that's on the Jumbotron or I'll reply to the thread here which is what is the policy on co-streaming React Miami, for example, a viewing party? This is, uh, if you look at the, the space, it's one of the replies that one of the listeners just asked. And then Dan, we'll, we'll go over to you. Okay, I have to figure out with these replies. But if you want to host a viewing party, that is so cool. And I fully endorse it. Our live stream is free, so... If you want people together and watch them together, I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great answer, and, and thanks for the question. Dan, uh, over to you. Since you got your hand All right. Up. You guys ready for another observation about conferences? I know you're not. I'm going to go for it anyway. Um, view conferences are about view. Svelte conferences, there's two of them, are about Svelte. React conferences are not actually about React. It's mostly hype because they know that companies will look at the React thing and be like, oh, we use React, let's do it. But you go to React conference, a ton of the talks are not about React. React is evergreen enough that it fades into the background and people can talk about whatever JavaScripting they want. I don't know, it really, hasn't really been my observation many React conferences, but there's a lot of them, so. Yeah, we definitely uh, that's an interesting make sure yeah, that. Those are good. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I I don't know if I've really looked at a lot of the CFPs or talks from the React conferences that have been coming up besides ours, but I will say that we do try to keep it React focused. We do have a lot of React talks. Um, every talk that might be a little bit off of a React talk can definitely tie back into one, and. I didn't really think about it as like a marketing angle. Um, I'm a software developer and I'm a React developer. So uh, when I want to do a developer conference in my area where I live, naturally it's going to be a React conference because that's my area of focus and, and that's even the company that I've been working for. And that's, I think, one of the big strengths of React Miami and the conference and you organizing because you are someone in the community. You're not someone showing up trying to use the react community for some ends so much as you want to create a good conference for the react community and i think that's great i think it very much shows uh Deb? yeah so i yeah i had a i have a response to the uh the question that dan brought up of uh so I, i'll try to paraphrase the question first uh the the question is that react conferences are less about react and more about other things when compared to uh, view conferences or Svelte conferences, which focus more on the technology that they're talking about and not other things, right? So my response to that is, I think because of how massive, how massively popular and massively used React is, 
uh, a lot of the community around React is no longer about React, the library, or React, uh, or other libraries around React. I think a lot of the community is built around what can you do with React? What are some things that you can build? What are uh, interesting pieces of technology that you can supplement React with? Or uh, what are some use cases that you can solve with React? I think that is the status of React today. And uh, as much as I would like to think that Vue and Svelte are in similar boats, I think just because they have a smaller community, maybe uh, the, their community hasn't reached the, that threshold point where the majority of the community is talking about what you can do with React and not about how to use React. I don't know how much sense that makes, but that is my take um, on this argument or on this view of like why React conferences tend to be less about React and about other things. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I've experienced too. Basically, what happens is the React conferences you know, are, are the big conferences and, and they're about React. And so what you get is like DevRel at technology company X wanting to talk about X. And so they make a talk about how to use X with React. And if you're someone who knows how to use React, then you all of a sudden now how to use their thing. So yeah, it's a, it makes sense. Like this is a thing in the Web3 world. Like when you want to connect to any, like if you want to build a smart contract, like all the tutorials how to do that were how to do it with React. And it was going to be actually a, at least one Web talk, Web3 talk at React Miami. But to me, that doesn't mean it's a talk that's not about React. To me, that's still about React. It's just not about the the React meta. I'd like to uh, maybe, if possible, bring up someone from the audience. Uh, Alexis, I see you there. Um, I believe if I saw a tweet with you in it, mentioned in it, that you won a ticket to React Miami? Is that right? Yeah? Okay. Well, you know, I think uh, if if you're wanting to come up here, that would be awesome. We'd love to have you. And uh, the other thing is, I want to know, like, I think it's said that you've never been to a conference before, period. So what are you most excited about? And, uh, yeah, how's that? What are your emotions right now? Let's hear it. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, first of all, hi, everyone. I'm Alexis. Um, I am a recent graduate of an apprenticeship uh, very similar to a boot camp. So, yes, this is going to be my first conference. Um, at Focus Otter, Michael Lando, he's an amazing person. He reached out to me when I first started my apprenticeship and he actually was offering his mentorship to me, um, because I was very excited to be learning React. Um, and so for the past few months, low key, we kind of were talking about how to get me to this conference, um, because it is a little bit out of budget and I know earlier, you know, we all were talking, you guys were talking about how some people in the community don't have the resources to make it to conferences. Um, And so a lot of us miss out on those, um, you know, side effects that you get, haha, side effects that you will get from uh, going to a conference such as like the great networking opportunities. Um, So I, yes, I'm very lucky. I'm very grateful that I get to um, get to go to this conference. Um, to answer your question, the things I'm most excited about, um, well, one, it's my first conference, so I'm just excited to get to experience, um, you know, 
viewing these talks in person. I do watch a few, you know, on YouTube or whatever resource I can find. So that's going to be great to, you know, feel the energy in the room and get to be actually present for a talk and like take my own notes like as I'm there. But as I said before, I'm just mostly excited about getting to meet like-minded React enthusiasts and other developers and um, just kind of see where um, I can grow and possibly where my career can take off. Awesome. That Thank is awesome so to hear. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Y'all, please. Go ahead, Dev. Yeah, um, I, I was just going to say that uh, everything that you've said is very relatable because that's pretty much how I felt when I was going to React Miami last year. Uh, I, I had attended a couple con local, uh, I don't want to say local, they are decently sized conferences, but I've attended a couple conferences in my city, uh, but both were like single day conference. They were uh, not of the same scale as React Miami. So attending React Miami was definitely a very exciting um, and very new experience to me. So, uh, and it definitely resulted in a huge career growth for me. So if you're looking forward to that, I think you'll have some pretty nice uh, experience and some good outcomes. I also went to my first conference last year and it pretty much changed my career. All, you know, just one conference, I met so many people. We had um, Anthony come up here. He had his hand up a second ago. Did you want to say something? I was just going to mention um, to Dan's point about, sorry to be backtracking, uh, when I had raised my hand, I had a, a thought yeah, no, you're about, all good. Go for um, it. Oh, sure. Cool. Um, I had a thought about uh, what Dan was mentioning about, you know, um, the idea of React and, and I think that's actually something that I've appreciated in the past about um React conferences, React talks, the way people um, describe React and use React is the ecosystem around React. Um, and I feel like, generally speaking, that sort of is one of the um, strong points of React as a framework is, um, you know, understanding React as a part of the other things that you're doing um, and, you know, uh, understanding the interaction of React with you know, the various other pieces of the ecosystem. So um, I sort of agree. I feel like I, I, I my, my first uh, conference that I would ever really gave attention to was uh, NextConf last year, but, um, and I got to attend, which was really cool. So I don't have too much conference background, but I can say that, you know, consuming the React content that I have, I've always appreciated, you know, React plus, this other thing that you need to work with as well. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I suppose it's just a different way of looking at things. I definitely appreciate the point though. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think we, we all agree that too. that's the case. I think it's just a question of, is that a, a pro or a con? Like, is that what you want out of it? Or do you want to just like learn more about like the React ecosystem itself as kind of internal thing about itself? And I think you'd have both. Like, I think both are kind of valid talks valid content you know there's there's no real like it has to be this or that you know i i yeah and I, I didn't say it was a con i wanted to make an observation that i hadn't heard anyone else make and i think it's true i think if you look at the talks at a view comp or a salt comp you get a different impression than if you look at react comps and i think that's that's interesting to note i they're they're actually 
the one conference that I saw that that looked so much like a view conference was is, I think it was called like React Advanced London, and it wasn't actually advanced. It just got rid of half of those like React plus talks and it just talked about React features, and I and I thought that was really interesting. Yes, yeah, there's just way, way, way more React conferences than the others. Oh, totally. also. So you're going to get a huge variety. Yeah, and if you look at like what where the React core team goes, you can trace that. Like Dan Abramov showed up to React Advanced London, but he doesn't show up to like random React conferences elsewhere. Well, I think that's probably because it's closer to him physically in the good. world. Also, I mean, we just pull him in on uh, Twitter Spaces. That's all we know how to do. I mean, oh yeah, we we, <laughs> we, bait, we bait him by putting RSCs in the title of all the Twitter Spaces. <laughs> yeah, we we had him join us on. Uh, at Remix Compress last year when we did a live space with a bunch of speakers. Actually, it was, it was a good talk. He showed up to the Remix Conf? He showed up to our space that we did on Remix Conf. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yep. I I did uh, put him on the spot to ask him his thoughts on, on the framework. Um, I'm trying to remember what his answer was. Uh, but he's like, oh, you asked that question. He made a very um, political answer about how React yeah. server components were going to come out in two years. That one should just chill out. Uh, but I, I appreciate that he joined. Uh, it was a really great conversation. Um, and it's great that he's he's just so publicly out there and makes himself available. But, you know, this this topic um, makes me wonder for, for you know, back to our, our organizers here, you know, as organizers of the conference, like, does how does this reflect your selection process? Like, are you trying to balance topics, you know, when you're picking for React Miami across, you know, React language versus applying React in production or in a particular job context? Were there topics you wanted to cover that you didn't have applications about or, you know, any tips you might give somebody who's, who's applying for a CFP? By the way, yeah. just a minor oh. connection. Uh, Michelle is the only org React Miami organizer up here on the stage. I'm just a media partner. So it's a singular organizer. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, I was like doing a React Flux community chat yesterday, um, and we had this conversation too. And it was funny. I was like, this is like my always sunny in Philadelphia moment with like the crazy chart behind me. Like, how do you pick the spots <laughs> for a conference? <laughs> um, so I will say like, it is, it is like, it is probably the thing that I take, like that it is probably the thing that takes the most emotional energy out of me and the, the most energy out of me period for the whole conference. Um, we get a lot of CFPs for the size of our of our conference and um because again i'm a react developer i've also worked like you know as a first employee in a startup all the way to like a fortune 200 enterprise company as a react developer um there's like a wide range of like things that i know that react developers are looking for and since a lot of people are sent by their companies to learn things that can be brought back into the workplace mm -hmm. i'm also very very like cognizant of the fact that like um, you know, uh, a talk that I pick might not be the the coolest thing that people on Twitter are talking about right now, but I know that it has a lot of share um, in like enterprise companies and enterprise companies are still using this thing a lot or, um, you know, this is like very much top of mind for them. So 
Um, I do work really hard on curating the topics for the conference to have a have like this range of like things that are like just straight pure react conversations to um, things that are maybe like exploring like the full stack of 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 today's like modern react developer experience um you know to also trying to have the fun things in there too like i think it's always good to have a couple of talks that are just like a little less serious like we have um kind of like a comedy skit included in our lineup this year about like the trials and tribulations of learning how to pair program together between a senior and a junior developer. Um, so I really tried to like, <laughs> again, just like have this huge range, but have it be things that are like, you know, like that people can really find relevant. I had um, one of our, one of our sponsors last year, they were, I think like a silver sponsor of ours and they sent their CEO, who's non-technical, um, to the conference as well. And he was, you know, mostly enjoying Emerge. But um, him and his CTO were able to attend a couple of React Miami talks. And I remember he walked out of Lee Robinson's talk from Vercel. And he Lee did a talk on um, making your e-commerce sites better. And he walked out of that talk and he was like, we like Rick crossed paths as he was walking out and he was like, that was the best talk I've ever seen. Um, that was so beneficial to us and our company. Um, and we want to go bigger on our sponsorship next year. And this year they're like a platinum sponsorship. So it's like, sometimes it'll be like, Oh, the e-commerce e talk feels like, you know, like, oh, is that like, you know, really like for the react developers, but like, it is so useful still to so many people that attend. Sorry, Dan, it looks like you were going to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I love but that. Thank you for I, that answer. I, I, I have this thought too, like sometimes your sponsors deliver like a genius talk because they happen to also be good at talks. But then sometimes Shopify sponsors your conference and they do a talk about how they've expanded into you know fully remote work and how great it is to work at shopify and that's the talk so i wonder how you like vet those ahead of time like how do you know whether a sponsor is going to give you like a sponsor plug or a real talk we have a wait list for our um so we only have two sponsor talks that we offer everything else is either invitation or cfp um of the sponsor talks we have basically a wait list. So anybody that comes to us and is like, we want to buy that slot. We're like, okay, well, we actually have almost like a separate CFP for that. So like, let us know what you want to talk about. And um, we try and be just like very careful to make sure that it's not, um, you know, a company pitch. And we say that outright too, that, um, you know, like we're happy to work with a company on a sponsored uh, talk, but it can't just be like a plug for your company. It has to be something that a developer that's listening to the talk can take that information with them um, at the end of the day and, and find something valuable or beneficial from it. And, you know, just being like, oh, that company is cool is not really what we're kind of looking for. <laughs> well, was there anything you wanted to you were looking to have covered that you didn't or you're you're inundated with so many things it's more of the 
you know, uh, the hard decisions. But was there like a topic you're like, we'd love to have something covered, but we didn't get any any submissions on it? Uh, so the React ecosystem is so broad that it's really hard to kind of like cover well all of the different facets of the ecosystem, um, you know, just in a single track conference. So there's always going to be things. Um, one of my, I can't say like regrets, but kind of regrets, like it's just impossible because like you're so limited by your time um, and how many talks you can choose. But last year, I really wish that I had done more with React Native um, in the conference lineup. And then this year, I was able to add in more React Native talks. Um, but then that means that you kind of like drop topics like in other areas as well. So always trying to find like a good balance. I think that we're yet to f to be able to put in like a good uh, docs documentation talk, but there are like good developer experience talks too that usually um, can touch on that as well. So there, I don't think we'll ever be able to get it all because the React ecosystem is just like exploded into this far reaching like universe of things. Um, but I, yeah, I'm always open to uh, suggestions and um, requests too. I'm giving you lots of hearts for the, the plug for Docs Talks. Uh, I, um, so there, you know the state of JavaScript survey the annual one yeah i don't like it even though everyone else does because it doesn't represent the community hot take oh okay it's not that hot because i agree with you and i'm a pretty mild person <laughs> but, um, i will say like we had to do like our predictions so i was on the panel for like the survey release and um sasha like asked everybody's like predictions for it and i was like predictions for next year is that if you don't have good docs your project is just dead in the water yeah my my project doesn't have good docs and it's barely staying alive right now so plus one i've said this can before my say is that if you don't have docs your project does not exist functionally does not exist can we double click on the the hot take on on javascript survey not representing the community it sounds like there's interesting thought there either from from dan or michelle well michelle was on the the thing so i'll let michelle deal with that um yeah i'll say like i really appreciate sasha and um him working on this javascript survey and i think it does provide a lot of insight and value um i think sasha is also the first person to like get out in front of it and say like this doesn't represent all of javascript or like everything that's happening it's it's basically like it's basically he describes it in this way of like kind of trying to figure out the, the upcoming trends and where people are like kind of looking pointing to for the next year um so i think you know again going back to like what i said earlier of like when i worked in like this fortune 200 company with like tens of thousands of people um i think that was really like a important experience for me because it just was this really important reminder that um most developers are not on Twitter and they're not seeing these surveys. They don't even know that that exists. Um, they're not really even using social media or connecting online or involved in any of these spaces. Uh, there's just such a vast m number of developers that are just, you know, out there still like, you know, ardent PHP devs, Angular devs. Um, and so I think that the survey 
uh, skews a little um, towards uh, things that are a little bit more trendy or things that you find discussed like on social media. Um, and then I think if you were able to effectively ever somehow survey JavaScript developers as a whole, it would be very, very different. <laughs> I, uh, I talked to Sylvia Vargas a lot about this. She's my, my mentor and she cares a lot about this kind of like inclusivity point in the JavaScript community. And she went in and talked to a bunch of community leaders of more diverse communities, whether those are like w- women-led communities or or other kinds of, of diverse communities. And none of these people were actually given the survey to distribute. So if you run your survey just based on the Twitter algorithm and you don't actually put an effort to distribute it amongst more diverse communities, you're gonna get a result that reflects that. Thank you, makes sense. Um, I see Theo just came up and then I see there's a couple questions in the, the Twitter thread. Uh, Theo, uh, why don't you go and then I'll we'll, We'll go through what's in the the thread on the Jumbotron. Wouldn't be me if I didn't jump in to push back on the, but we're in the Twitter bubble uh, points a bit. I totally get and understand that and companies to know that like we are definitely in a bubble here in the Twitter world, but the overlap of that bubble in conferences and also the overlap of that bubble conferences and people who adopt new technologies at their jobs and advocate for trying new things in their workplace there's a 90% overlap in those three bubbles. And I think that when we say things like, well, 80% of devs still use PHP, we're ignoring the fact that 80% of those devs, of that 80%, will never try anything new, no matter how hard you try to convince them. And those also aren't the people going to conferences. I think the Twitterverse and the conference pushers and the company pushers all suffer from the same diversity and inclusion problems. It's a fair point. Theo, I don't know if you've got a response to that, or you agree or disagree. With the diversity point, I, I think that's an unrelated conversation. It's an important one regardless, but the like, how do we make good technological decisions at our companies? Like like the people who are interested in challenging the way things are done and the people who aren't are are different people. And I feel like we, we ignore that point too often. It, it, it depends on what the survey is for. Like if the survey is to get a legitimate pulse, like a census, then you probably care a lot more about diversity. If the goal of the poll is to figure out where technology is going, which is my assumption of what all of these polls are, then the people who make the decisions about where things are going are the ones that are valuable. Like I'm trying to imagine a way in which you can make the JS survey more valuable. And I'm really struggling to like that. That poll is one of the most important things we have as we build and predict the future of where the web is going. And I, I, I'm not saying diversity and inclusivity aren't important. They absolutely are. And it's so essential as we grow the field and make tech more approachable and accessible. I'm simply pushing back on the notion that these things aren't valuable because they don't have a diverse enough set of people or they don't represent the average engineer. I don't think the average engineer has much in terms of sway over what direction tech moves in just by the nature of the word average. No, no I, I agree with you. We're, you know, my point is is that it it does not represent the average developer. That that is the standalone point. You're right that it, it represents the company pushers and the and the tech deciders and the influencers and all that. But I'm saying like it's not a census, and I, I, I do see a lot. You you don't read it this way, but I do see a lot of people treating it like a census, and that's not fair. That's not what it does effectively. 
That's fair. I definitely don't think it should be treated as a census. I think that's silly, but I think it should be treated almost like a like a a likely census for four years from now is kind of how I treat it. Like like where things would be for the average person in four years if the current trends continue. Sounds like the the threading the needle here is, you know, it's a leading indicator and should come with a caveat that it's it's not necessarily fully representative. Um I do want to get us to the questions that people have been asking uh, uh, via the, the Twitter thread. Um, so thank you, Theo, uh, for jumping in. I think you have to hop to your stream. Uh, but the first one that came in a while back uh, was from Bao. It was, what tips for maximizing my experience and value from a conference like React Miami presumably would, would you recommend? So uh, Michelle or, or anybody else who's a regular conference goer want to jump in on this one? So uh, I would say for tips for maximizing the experience at React Miami, um, I would say it used to be where you could easily like change your title on Twitter to say that you were there. <laughs> so you could easily find other people that were like also attending and just interacting with them. But on the React Miami Twitter page, I do try and retweet most people that say that like they're trying to come uh, or that they're coming to the conference or that they're doing something there. So I would say like ahead of time, um, you could just start connecting with the people that are going to be attending, um, kind of seeing what kind of like satellite events are going on. So one of them, Basement Studio, is coming. They're a, they're a sponsor and they're going to be coming early and doing a Next.js workshop in Miami. Um, so those little kind of like meetups and side events are good ways to like kind of get together ahead of the conference and meet people. Um, what I, All of our talks, our schedule is online. Um, so... Another thing that I always do before conferences as I as I go and pick out like the talks that I have to have to have to see um, and make sure that I schedule my day around those talks and then try and network um, in between those talks and, and just try and like kind of find a balance of those things um, because there's a good number of people that uh, – either leave the conference early because they can't stay the whole time or they just are not really into the after parties and stuff. Um, so being able to like network actually at the conference is still pretty important. Um, and uh, there was something, oh, I w another thing that's really hard to remember or really hard to convince yourself of in the moment, um, but I think helps me is that people are going to conferences to meet other people um, I think if you ever like went up and talked to somebody and they were like really off putting or they didn't want to talk to you and then just kind of rude, like just, I think that's really rare. And I think it speaks more to them than it does to you. So I would say, um, yes, talking to people that you don't know is scary and it can be nerve wracking, but people at conferences want to meet other people. So it's really just a bunch of kind of like nervous developers all together, like waiting to talk to each other, like hoping someone walks up to each other. So um, I hope that like, that kind of like always gives me the confidence to go up to somebody like, oh, if you're at a conference, then you're here to meet people. And then it helps me gain that courage. So um, yeah, and then I would just try and do as many things as possible that are offered. Um, whether they're satellite events or for the conference and try and just schedule in some rest and breaks so that you don't burn out by the end. That's great. Uh, Dev and then, and then Dan. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, that was a great response, Michelle. Thank you. Uh, I would. So, uh, in my opinion, I think there are two, two kind of broad goals uh, that you can walk into a conference with, uh, or you would walk into a conference with like one of those two. Ideally, uh, the first is that you want to learn about the technology, which in this case is React. So, you might walk into React Miami. uh hoping to learn more about react about these uh other use cases that people are experimenting with or other pieces of technology that are uh, supplementing react or how react is being used by the enterprise by other companies uh to solve their problems if that is your goal then uh my suggestion would be go through the list of the sessions uh the speakers find some of them that you are the most interested in and uh, do just do a little bit of research on what that topic is on who the speaker is on uh, what what the speaker's interests are how they present their ideas what their ideas are and when you're at the conference make sure you are at that session uh, maybe even take notes during it try to collect your questions and once that session is over you can uh, reach out or you can uh, meet in in person because in person conference uh, you can connect with the speaker you can connect with other people who are also interested in that topic you can discuss with them and i think this is a pretty good way to build your own knowledge about this technology uh that the conference is about the second Absolutely. goal yeah go ahead sorry continue please yeah so the second goal is just to meet people and build connections and uh, maybe in the future you would tap into that connection to find better opportunities for yourself and if that's the case then uh you would uh you would still want to probably look through the speakers list but then you would also you might also be uh might be interested in seeing who the sponsors are who the sponsor representatives are who might attend the conference or uh, just in general uh, other people who are attending that conference and uh, michel brought up that uh it was possible that you could rename or you could put in your name on twitter saying that you are attending this conference uh not sure if that's possible now uh I think if you don't have a blue check mark it should still be possible you should be allowed to uh freely change your name but you can do that on LinkedIn uh, on LinkedIn you can change your name you can add that you are attending this conference so that when you scroll through your feed or when you connect with other people you can see that they are going to the same conference as you are and uh, someone else can see that you are also going to that conference you can connect with them on LinkedIn beforehand and uh, then you can try to meet them you can uh, talk to them and uh, yeah there's a lot of different like uh, tactics that you can use for networking uh, i'm going to try to talk about some of those in my live stream on friday and one final thing that i wanted to bring up uh, and i'll let dan speak after this is uh, the person who has that question bow he is a student here at uc with me he's one of my good friends and he is also attending react miami and the only reason we we even have students attending react miami from uc this year is because uh, michel has offered us a massive student discount and i don't think it would have been like fully possible for us to send uh, as many students as we are able to to react miami and i just wanted to give a big shout out to react miami i'm going to write a tweet about this uh today or tomorrow as well where i talk more about um just the, the just the fact that conference organizers like michel are supporting uh, uh supporting us right now and maybe more students in the future and helping them uh, attend these conferences and make these more accessible and then you can go ahead now also props to you for like building that community at your college that cares about this kind of thing like 
I might have stayed in school if I had a community like that where like people were caring about web development and building stuff together and traveling together. Um, but alas, I didn't say. Okay. Anyway, um, some tips. Um, find a conference buddy. Maybe this is me like as like a insecure extrovert, which is a, a fun combo to have. But like ahead of the conference, I reached out to some people and I said, do you know anyone who's going? And then like I reached out to those people and I was like, do you want to meet up? And, you know, like we met up. Um, also, like uh, try to be super kind to everyone you come in uh, across with. Like someone asked for a ride. I give them a ride because I was a local, that kind of thing. Um, try one of the mistakes I made was like not thinking about the persona I wanted to portray ahead of time. So I ended up making some mistakes where like I said the wrong things to the wrong person so that they thought I was like a hard ass solid stand, which is not actually true about me. Um, like if I would have thought about that ahead of time, it would have been more strategic about what I said. Um, so especially if you're trying to like build a brand or build a, a reputation, you want to think about like how you want to portray that reputation. Um, and lastly, avoid what I call the cue. What is the cue? The cue is when a famous person is talking to someone and a cue starts to form around that person waiting for them to be done talking to the famous person. And the idea behind the cue is that when the person uh, talking to the famous person is done, the next person in the cue goes and talks to the famous person. And it just goes on and on and on until it's your turn. Avoid the cue. Why? One, it's actually pretty overwhelming for the famous person. I bet you Theo loves the cue because Theo loves being famous, but a lot of famous people don't actually love being famous. Um, so avoiding the cue is most likely a respectful thing to do. Um, but two... Or they want the, to talk to people or they wouldn't be there. I know After I give a conference talk, I want to talk to people. So that's also a possibility. Like, feel out the vibe. Also, if the cue forms after a talk... Uh, I, 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 sh I should have I should have made that distinction. I was I was talking about like the the hallway track cues. If there's a, if you give a talk, like you are expected to answer questions. That's part of giving a talk. So yes, I agree with that. But when the cue forms like in like a the social environments, like don't be that. It's it's kind of like simping. Like don't be that guy. Um, so like the other premise of the cue is that the famous person is like the most valuable person to talk to because they're smart or because they're famous. But I promise you, if you talk to someone without a cue, you will learn something. And instead of waiting in the queue, you can go talk to someone who's also worth talking to and you'll gain something from it. All right. This is a hot take because the queue is very annoying. And one of the reasons I'm, I'm most annoyed about the queue is because I was one of those people who waited in the queue and I regret it. So that's that's my spicy take. Well, all right, maybe talk you talk to someone wasn't worth talking to. Like maybe there's someone I want to talk to, and other people also want to talk to them. So I have to wait to talk to that person. I don't think there's a problem with that. You can wait by talking to other people. You don't have to like sit there in the queue. Okay, I'm not sure I agree with that take, but thanks for sharing. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. That was awesome, though, because I I mean, <clears throat> everybody's got their own opinions, and we love opinions here. In fact. We love to hear everybody's opinion, so um, or fact. So the one other thing too is, um, you know, JavaScript Jam, for example, right? Like, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Like, you know, we're we're doing this collaboration to help bring more value to the event and to allow people to connect more with the speakers and really with each other um, as well, right? So by listening to JavaScript Jam throughout the next several weeks, you know, you'll be able to speak with some of the speakers 
that are going to be involved at the event and speaking there. And also during the event, we're going to be doing a live uh, session with the speakers as well, like a panel. So, you know, that's just one more place that you can connect with these speakers and also with yourselves because we love audience participation. So feel free to add that to your list of value if you'd like, and don't forget to give us a share. By the way, if you have gotten any value from anybody up here on stage today, whether they're up here now or if they're down in the audience still, please feel free to click on their uh, picture there and follow them on Twitter because if you got value from them here, you'll probably get value from them in other places. And so also remember that too, if you're standing in line for the queue <laughs> or not, you'll probably be able to connect with that person sometime. It's just maybe not them in there, right? Maybe the queue's too long. Anyway, so follow us. We love y'all. Let's continue this awesome conversation. Thank you so much for everybody so far who has uh, participated. Um, Michelle, Dev, Theo, Alexis, like Jen. Has Jen, to she's say. up here. Yep, absolutely. And Rizelle, I see you bounced in the audience there as well. If you want to yeah, come up just and say things? Just message me on Discord yeah. saying, "Sorry, I hopped in way late, but you're not late at all. You're early. Yeah. This is going on right now. <laughs> you missed yeah. all my terrible takes. There's no point of being here anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but Rizelle, if you want to come up here. Um, you know, and speak a little bit about maybe what you're getting excited about for Rec Miami after Jen here. Um, we'd love to hear from you too. Thanks. Yay, results coming up. That's exciting. Uh, I loved what everybody was saying about how do you maximize your time at a conference. And I, I did hear a bit about taking breaks and I love that. I am and like conference buddies as another way that I've explained it to people is I am great at being outgoing and doing stuff if I have someone to go back in orbit to. So if I don't have anybody to orbit to, I get really, really overwhelmed and will leave a conference because I, I don't know what to do with myself and get really scared and overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't handle everybody talking to me or not talking to me. And are they staring at me? So and Another way of doing this, if anybody wants like a really good way to make this a little less awkward, is wear something super random. So if you wear bright gold overalls, people will just start talking to you. So it's a really good way to get around that. <laughs> One thing that I really, really wanted to pay attention to for this, though, is for those with any type of allergies or um food allergies and that type of thing, A, always bring tissues, even if you don't use tissues. You'll, you have a backpack, you're probably bringing a backpack. So bring some tissues, um, probably some Tylenol. Biggest thing though, as somebody that is gluten-free, a lot of conferences, they do do their best, but it's not always uh, related to the caterers of like gluten-free food or dairy-free food that bring lots and lots and lots and lots of snacks and water bottles and hydrate, please. And thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for all those tips, Jen. Uh, I think we all agree with a lot of things you said there. I've seen a lot of people thumbs up and uh, laughing at some of the things as well. Uh, it's really good. Uh, greatly appreciate it, um, as always. Um, 
Yeah, Rizelle, what's up? Welcome to the stage. Hey, hey. Uh, so we're talking about like conference tips. Is it as a speaker or as an audience member? Yeah. Why so, not both? Yeah, both is fine. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> I like that. Okay, for me, like, um, I agree with what people said about like having a conference buddy. Um. I think it just, like everyone said, it makes it way less awkward because you have somebody else there to talk with. Um, I say even beforehand, um, if you see someone on Twitter say that, like, they're going to be at a conference, you know, hit them up and be like, hey, you want to, like, connect um, during it or, like, go to lunch or something like that. I think that's really nice. And then for me as a speaker, I'm really introverted. So, like, I'll I'll do my talk and then I'll talk to people afterwards, like in the the hallway track or whatever. And when people have questions, but I make sure to like go back to my room and just like re-energize. Because if not, I'm gonna just like look at like a zombie for like the rest of the um, conference because I'll be like really drained from like all the socializing. But like that's it for now, for me. Awesome! Thank you so much, Rizal. Great, appreciate it. Um, um, I want to add in something. Uh, normally, I would be like, I don't want to interject about my thing, but React Miami is in the title of the space, so I, I don't feel so bad. This this thing. is your but... space for your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I will say, if you do come to React Miami, one of the things that I'm really excited about, um, because of our location, we like I'm definitely somebody that has to take breaks. Um, for sure have to step away otherwise I get overwhelmed like literally across the street from the entrance of uh the, the convention center we have the Miami Beach Botanical Gardens which is free to enter and absolutely beautiful to get away um sit by a water fountain um and just be surrounded by the most beautiful tropical plants and flowers and it's just so peaceful um so that's definitely a place that i recommend um people kind of like recuperate their energy there and then we're four uh blocks just you know a really quick five minute walk uh, away from the beach so you can either go sit by the ocean take a deep breath or two um or go to the botanical gardens everything that we do at react miami um we try and make walking distance from the convention center i'm also a person that sometimes likes to just go back to my room um, for a little bit when I'm attending a conference. Um, so uh, I know we try and put all of our speakers um, and organizers, anybody that reaches out to me, I'm like, try and book walking distance from the convention center if you can, um, because it's nice to just kind of take a break in your own space for a little bit too. Yeah, those are all awesome. I mean, really I I like the, I like botanical gardens. Like we have a botanical garden here in St. Louis. I'm sure it's not anywhere near as nice as the one there. So I'll be excited. I think um, if I have time, hopefully, uh, would love to check that out for sure. So cool. I also want to give a quick um, shout out really quickly because I'm just so excited looking in the audience. I see so many of our speakers for React Miami in the space. Um, Rizal, obviously, um, thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, Dax, Ryan, Andre, um, and anyone who wants to come up and like pitch their talk, that's also why we brought Roselle up here so she could like give a short little blur about what she'll yeah, be just speaking on. So anyone in the crowd who's speaking can come up and give excited. a pitch right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm awesome. like, so excited for that too. <laughs> I just wanted to say one of the best ways to take a break 
uh, if you're at React Miami, might just be to take a walk through the eMERGE uh, conference. Uh, eMERGE has it's massive. It's pretty much like one of the biggest uh, like startup product showcase uh, expos that I've seen. And uh, you don't even have to like talk to anyone. Just walk through it, see what the different uh, like what are some brilliant and innovative things people are doing with technology. Uh, last year, it was like pretty much dominated by Web3 and AI. And I'm assuming that this year, it's just AI is going to have an even larger presence there. So if you're interested at all in like what new technologies pe uh, people are building, I think a best way to take a break is just like take a walk through eMERGE. And like, obviously, you have the be you have the beach, you have the botanical garden, but you you're also uh, you have the opportunity to experience eMERGE there. Uh, also, give wanted to give a plus one on the conference buddy. Uh, I think I found my conference buddy for React Miami. He's in the listeners. He's a, a think I think he's a junior front end developer. You might know him as Dax. Oh my gosh, Dev! I can't defend you. You know, if you're gonna do that. <laughs> You're poking the bear here. <laughs> Dan, do you have a question? Um, first, I was going to pitch Rizal's talk. I don't know uh, what she's going to talk about. should pitch Rizal's talk. <laughs> but it's going to be good. Wait, yeah, go ahead. Try to <laughs> pitch my talk. Um, thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Just chat, just chat to the chat GPT. Please write Rizal's talk in the voice of Dan. <laughs> yes. Done. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, go ahead, Rizal. Yeah, um, come through to my talk, y'all. It's called Level Up with Copilot. Um, it's like one of my favorite talks that I do. I kind of show um how to use GitHub Copilot to the best of its ability. Um, like different tips to make sure that you get like the right code suggestions that you want, and um also just like the different use cases that you can actually use it for. Um, and I like take it from the perspective of like, at first I started using it and I know I work at GitHub, but at first I was like, uh, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. But afterwards I, um, I learned how to like do prompt engineering better with it. Um, I have like a couple blog posts on it and I'm usually someone who tries to engage with the audience as much as possible. So even if you feel like you walked away and you didn't learn anything, it's, it's definitely going to be fun, but I think you are going to learn something. Um, that's it. I'm so excited for your talk, Rizal, because I've been following you on Twitter for so long and I'll also just preface this by saying, like, I'm the biggest fan of all of our speakers. So I'm so excited to see everybody. Like, it's it's just, like, <laughs> like I can't um, overstate it, how cool I think everybody's talks are. And Rizal, I've been seeing you do this talk um, and showing off Copilot. And, like, I think if you, if, I don't know what your talk is going to look exactly like this or not, but... If there ends up being like a, I'm sending this tweet from Copilot and I'm at React Miami, I think I will frame that in my office. <laughs> That's definitely nice going to be there. <laughs> Thank you. I will frame that in my office. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. I just pinned um, a link to your just recent blog post that went out about prompt engineering, which I have to imagine has some similarities to what you'll be talking about. This is a great topic i think that there is so much to learn about how to interact with these tools and uh like the more people playing with them and communicating how to use them the better and i've really enjoyed the stuff you've put out so far thank you i appreciate it um looks like dan has another thing to say and then dax can uh 
pitch his talk. Guys, this time I finally found something valuable that isn't a spicy observation that has no value. Okay, this one is a question for Jen. Um, so as a neurodivergent conference goer, I have developed strategies and like coping mechanisms for typical things that conferences can do to me to make me feel overwhelmed or otherwise provoke uh, emotional side effects. Do you, as a more, much more experienced conference goer, have any have any tips you can share along those lines? Or, or if you notice someone who might look like they've got some deer in the headlights, or might look like they're anxious, or maybe you have a friend and you know they've got something going on before the conference, do you have any tips there too? Great question, and yes, I do. And before I go into that, I really wanted to put my hand up to tell everybody that Rizelle also does like speaker's corner and can get tips and tricks if you want to submit CFPs or do your streams or like do talks you can practice with her so like go follow with her and thanks Dan because you gave me that opportunity too and to your question I think that is one of the hardest questions to answer in the fact that as someone that's neurodivergent um, and for those who may not be aware with it, aware of the term neurodivergent in like a nutshell, my ne- explanation for it is anybody that has a mental, I don't want to say disability or illness, I don't like those, uh, challenge. We'll go with that for now. Of like for myself, I am ADHD. I am also dyslexic. I have PTSD, bipolar type 2 and depression and anxiety like I just have a shit ton of random stuff and to Dan's question for someone like myself uh, and for other people that have ADHD it could represent where if you're doing something that should be really easy you can get um, it's been known as a symptom of ADHD of getting like suddenly extremely angry at this object or thing that shouldn't be working that doesn't make sense like for example I have uh, done this at a conference where I am trying to find the speaker room especially when they're all over and maps aren't great and they're going at the same time so you don't have time to walk between the two things and I can't find it and I literally have been where I want to scream, I want to cry, I also want to punch the wall, I'm really not sure which one I'm supposed to do, and a lot of times for myself, it's having people outside of the conference to call. I say it that way because people at the conference are also going to have a lot going on, but if I call my partner, for example, I can be like, hey, I just need you to talk to me for a few minutes. I'm, I'm starting to freak out because I can't find where I'm going. Can you just talk to me? And that helps me calm down a lot as well as – sorry if I got cut off. I got a phone call. Um, even if I'm in the middle of a conference just sitting on the ground and just shutting my eyes. Um, and if I need to also – especially with the overwhelm that can happen as well. Uh, Sometimes there's too many noises going on at once. Too many noises, too many colors, too many different people, too many things to look at, too many options. Just all of the too many's. Too many cooks. Yep, 
there you go. <laughs> and having, I always have headphones, no matter what. I always have headphones. I have a backup battery charger and I have a song that will calm me down and I will listen to it on repeat, shut my eyes and just listen to it and be like, the rest of the world, you are bye, bye. And a lot of it is a lot of conferences. And I'm not sure if this is, uh, if react, react Miami has this, it's a, a newer thing, um, where they have like a, a room where is like, I think they called it a, a quiet room where you can't talk or do anything in there. All you can do is it's like a dim room where you can recharge and be around the conference. A lot of times that helps because sometimes when I'm in this like, let me recharge bubble, don't talk to me, people want to check in and say, see if I'm okay, which they mean well. But that doesn't mean that I need them to come talk to me. And that being said, to my second point, or to Dan's second question, wow, can't say that, of what do you do if you see some a deer in headlights? I think it really matters. You, you got to read their body language of a lot of it. If I saw someone on the floor, like, you know, in their bubble, um, I probably won't go and interrupt them. Yet, as I'm looking around and doing other things, I like to keep an eye on them. I might look like a creeper, I realize, saying this all out loud, but I try to keep an eye on them to see if they're getting any better or worse, because if they're getting worse and having a bit of a meltdown, which can happen in a conference, especially if you don't know anyone, and I mean, this happens, I've seen it at airports and other big venues when there's a lot going on at once, just try to keep an eye on them, and if you make eye contact with them, see if it's good to approach, or like if you're having a conversation near them because I know eye, eye contact isn't great for everyone and neither is touch. So don't go touch people. No touchy touchy. Ask them if you can give the, them a hug. If you feel like giving someone a hug, always ask people don't like touch. Not all people don't like, like touch. I don't like touch. Um, other than that, uh, sometimes if they're on the floor or doing something and they look like a deer in headlights, I just walk up to them and instead of asking them if they're okay, I just go, dude, this conference is fucking crazy. I'm like so overwhelmed right now. And a lot of times I'll tell, say that instead of asking if they're okay, because a lot of times we will just say yes and dismiss it. Where if we get distracted and, and go, oh, somebody else is feeling like I am, we may open up and talk about it. And Always, if you want to be somebody that's alert about all of this, it's really cool that we have an opportunity to talk to a conference organizer. And conference organizers are your friends. The help desk is your friend. And just being aware of where things are is something that really helps my anxiety. But then I can also be like, oh, yo, dude, uh, organizer person is uh, somebody that knows what they're do doing is wearing this type of shirt. Look for someone in the crowd that is wearing this type of shirt. And if you can't find someone, but you see us, we'll all be there. Anyone, exactly. A bunch of people on this stage, so we're happy to help out. And if you need a buddy, come be buddies with JavaScript Jam. And are you guys going to be wearing JavaScript, JavaScript Jam shirts? Because I really hope you are. Oh, maybe, maybe not. We'll have some um, sort of shirt that is very. Uh, messy, I have a I'm sure. shirt. 
Well, if <laughs> yeah, I we'll if I work. join you, I will wear a JavaScript jam shirt. Y'all just have to get it made, but I'm so done. All right, cool. Oh we got right. we got some more people coming up, and I'll be conscious of people's time. So let's pivot to Dax. Dax is a professional short film director and comedy screenwriter who also moonlights as a junior developer. So go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> oh man, uh, hey everyone! I'm not here to pitch my talk. I only came up here because. Once again, Dev is talking smack. I'm just sitting here trying to do my work, and Dev is just going to start to say some stuff, and I got to come here, and I got to make things right. So I'm going to announce here in front of everyone, I am going to challenge Dev to a dance-off at the after party, I forgot what day it is, to settle things, to settle the score. Michelle will be selling tickets so that you guys can all see. These are like you know add-ons to your main ticket uh, for the like, you know, pay-per-view event, so... Yeah, I just wanted to come up here and let everyone know about that. Will it be part of the free live stream? Uh, we might have to file a DMCA takedown request if you live stream it without express authorization, but... We can play some oh, we'll, for you. We'll both live stream it on, on our channels, don't worry. <laughs> All right, cool. Are you sure you don't want to give like a one-liner for your talk? Uh, one-liner for my talk, I am the... Well, it's just funny. The joke everyone's been making is, how is Dax talking at React Miami when he doesn't even use React? Well, the reason <laughs> is... You only use React. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the reason is, at, uh, as part of the work we do at SST, we help people deploy their front ends to AWS. And that actually takes a surprising amount of work. So I thought it'd be fun to show people that are primarily focused on front end stuff, the type of back end things that you need to put together backend infrastructure things you need to put together to actually deploy some of these seemingly front end or seemingly simple front end frameworks like Next.js. Uh, so I'll be diving into all the infrastructure that 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 requires. So it'll be it's not going to be an exact like this is exactly how Vercel deploys or is exactly how Netlify deploys it. It's how you could potentially deploy on AWS and all the little details you need to get right. But roughly speaking, it is how you know generally companies deploy Next.js. So a little bit of backend. A little bit of back-end information for this front-end conference. Yeah, I'm really I excited know. for that. I'm super, super excited for this talk, too. And those co those talks always go over so well with the audience. Like, I remember last year, there was, um, there was like, a really data-heavy focused talk. And when people were, like, walking out, they were like, oh, thank God, because, like I was saying earlier uh, in this space, um, React developers or front-end developers are not exactly insulated from the rest of the stack um, or infrastructure. I mean, when I started as a React developer, I think I had a moment where I was able to basically strictly focus on just working on the UI. And that changed so fast, especially when you have like frameworks that kind of like blend the what would have been considered like the distinct front-end or back-ends now. It's just... It's just a different world, and um, I definitely appreciate understanding how websites are deployed um, and how these companies um, create this kind of infrastructure. So I'm excited to bring that element to the conference. I just got an idea that I'd love to hear anybody's feedback on. Michelle, you being an organizer of events, um, I just thought, man, from hearing all this stuff about inclusivity and um, <clears throat> new new people going to events and um, just all those feelings and emotions and just uh, action and just stuff that you need to do while you're there, everything, you know, coming together. And I just, you know, see Alexis in the audience, it's like 100-ing a million times to so many different things uh, that, that are around that. 
um, you know, I'm sure that she is just like really excited, but also like really, okay, what do I need to do next? <laughs> you know, like what, who do I need to connect with? Who do I need to, you know, hang out with while I'm there? Cause it's like, okay, great. Like all these people are saying these things, like you need to have a partner, you need to have a buddy, da, da, da. but I just got a free ticket and I don't know anybody. So what do I do? You know? Um, and so I'm thinking, what if we like put together somehow, some way, a buddy system where you have a group of folks that uh, do attend regularly um, and know, you know, several people. And then they could say, Hey, I want to be a buddy for somebody. And then you have these new people that come and they go and sign up to be on the buddy system and they get partnered or paired up with more than one person. You know, maybe it could be like a, a group instead of a buddy, right? It's like, here's a group of people that you can connect with uh, at the event. And so therefore, if one's busy, then you got another one to hang out with or whatever, right? So something like that to where it's so inclusive that they just love these events now and they just never, you know, stop coming back. And they make so much, uh, and make networking so much easier too. I don't know, something to think about. I think that's such a cute idea. And I think that's a really good thing to try and organize in the Discord. I think, I think everyone that's attending should, should try and um, join the Discord, which is a really big point. I probably should have brought up an hour ago <laughs> that we have oh, a Discord that you can talk to the other attendees. Um, yes. So we'll tweet out the link again later today, but definitely join Do the it. Discord and start making arrangements um, and meeting other people for sure. Awesome. Uh, when you tweet the Discord, we'll throw it out there and like retweet it as well. Awesome. Um, I think we've got Henri is next up to talk about whatever he wishes to talk about. He's going to be another speaker, and we actually have him scheduled for next week for a deep dive on his talk. And then Alexis yeah. hops back up, so we'll go to her after Henri. Hey, thanks for having me. I actually was walking the entire time listening, and I'm like, oh, man, let me chime in. So first of all, uh, I'm really looking forward to coming down. Um, I've not been to Miami in a very long time. Um, old me used to come down for music festivals, uh, so this would be a bit of an interesting return. Um, what am I most excited about? Well, I mean, I'd be lying to say I'm not excited about my talk, and uh, it's kind of a talk that I um, developed years ago, uh, sort of overnight once. It was a lightning talk that I was presenting, but um, I always wanted to extend it into a more formal uh, length. And it's really, it's called um, RS4 uh, React, and it's an interesting talk where um, I talk about web performance, which is something that I uh, do quite often, uh, close to my heart. It's a space that I work in. Um, but I basically go through the entire alphabet and I talk about um, web performance terminology, um, you know, anything that has to do with performance from attributes to, uh, it could be anything, to frameworks and whatnot. But I pull out data about each um, about the AVIF image format, some of the history around it, and uh, but this time what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually bring up data that has um, specifically to do with React and say I might surface um, how much uh, AVIF is being used uh, on React sites. So a lot of it's going to be data driven uh, between HTTP archive, 
Uh, I'm actually going to pull up some data from the RUM archive, which is something I'm super excited about. Um, it's going to be fun, entertaining, um, but I'm going to get back to the idea that it's also about literacy, because uh, I've been on this web performance literacy campaign that I think is extremely important. Um, once you really understand uh, or have a grasp of literacy and web performance, uh, things just look different, you know. Um, that's one. Uh, the other thing I'm really excited about, uh, I want to go on a group run. You know, I think uh, Michelle and I talked about this. I pinged her. I was like, yo, I got this idea. And um, as some of you know, uh, I'm a bit of a distance runner. Um, in fact, uh, I'm coming down uh, the week after the Boston Marathon, which is basically the Saturday. And I think four days later is React Marathon. So I'm going to be spending the weekend in Boston. Um, but yeah, I'm about this sort of like devs who run, you know, promoting a little bit of health. Um, and uh, hopefully we can go on a maybe a 25-minute run one of the mornings. I don't know. i got to set that up. I know uh, it's been in discussion, so we'll see what happens there. And beyond that, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. Um, you know, some sunshine, some folks, man, conferences. It doesn't get better. Yeah, thanks for mentioning the run. Um, I can't wait for your talk, too. I know it's going to be so fun because you're so entertaining. Um, but Will Johnson pinged me on the side earlier in the space when I was talking about the different things we're going to do at React Miami. And he was like, oh, but the developer health choose your own adventure morning. Oh, yeah. So also the morning of Friday, we're going to, for any early birds, have activities that you can join if you like to get active. Um, last year, we did a sunrise yoga, and this year we're expanding on that. So we're still going to offer the sunrise yoga. Um, and now we're also going to have a run that you can join with Andre. And you can also join Will Johnson for beach volleyball. So there's a bunch of different, if you want to play a team sport, if you wanted to go running, if you want to do yoga in the morning, you have a bunch of different options um, to join if you want to do something fun before the conference starts. Yep, and the one thing I wanted to say, remind everyone, uh, this is not pace specific, you know, this is not a race, this is not a time trial, you know, um, you're not going to make or break your Olympic uh, appearance uh, during this run, it's going to be super duper casual, uh, you know, speaking pace, so that we can all just kind of hang out and just, you know, have a nice little run in the morning before the day starts. How exciting. I'm loving this. Man, I can just like, I don't know about you guys, but when you guys were talking about it and the sunrise and all this other stuff, like, man, I could just like smell the fresh air, see the sunrise, the ocean, just like, all right, let's go for a run or let's play some volleyball on the beach or let's do some yoga. Right? Or, some just... shots. <laughs> or some shots. There's something for everyone. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just stay there and not leave. I'm gonna so, be tempted too. I feel quite confident. <laughs> I will say this: if you are not going to react, Miami, you are missing out. I mean, just all the wonderful things we've heard today from all the speakers, uh, what they're gonna be talking about from Michelle with all the 
logistics of it all and, and, and the things that they're offering, I'm just, it's going to be so much fun um, to be able to, you know, see things around Miami as well. Right. Um, like my Michelle was saying, like, you know, sometimes you go to these conferences, you get to the, the hotel or the conference place and then that's it. Like, did I even see anything? Did I even do anything? Was I even in Miami? Right. And uh, so I'm really excited for that. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. So uh, cool. Uh, I'm sure this was mentioned already, and not to interrupt, but I know I think we're we're watching the uh, the film. Is that it on the yeah the React documentary? What we watched, I think. Right, right, and I think the director is going to be there, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's going to be super interesting. And again, um, I mean, I I think the idea of the React documentary was pretty awesome, uh, considering you know this is the tenth year. Of React essentially, so it's uh, celebrating a decade. Um, the idea of watching the uh, the doc with the director there, I think, is going to be super interesting as well in terms of like you know getting some insights from her um, and how that was shot and just organized. Um, I don't know. I, I think that was a great idea to have the documentary um, screened. And again, I think the timing of a decade uh, is almost like just nailed perfect. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that, uh, Alexis. Got your hand up. What's up? Um, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to bring it back to how Scott had mentioned, um, like me and the perspective of a new conference attendee. Um, and then I also wanted to bring it back to Jen, your conversation on exclusivity in- inclusivity for a moment. Um, so, so yeah, it's true. I'm super nervous about attending a conference for the first time, um, especially going alone. So. Uh, you hit it right on the nose. I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I have a free ticket. Okay, now what? Like, what do I do? Whose talks do I go to? Who do I talk to? Who do I meet up with? Where's my safe place? Um, so I'm definitely resonating with the idea of the buddy system pairing matchup. Scott, is actually kind of funny. I had the same idea during this talk. It got inspired in my head as well. Um, and I was like literally sitting here on my Google Doc scoping out the pitch that I wanted to give to Michelle after this face. So um, just giving my two cents as someone who's a newbie, I can definitely get behind and advocate for something like this if we could um, try to set that up in the Discord, which I didn't even know we had. So uh, looking forward to that link from you, Michelle. Um, and yeah, I just Jen- tweeted it from React Miami's oh. page. So okay, I'll, perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yes, I'm definitely going to be joining that. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be extremely valuable if we could set up some kind of like little community for that for newbies, not only just for newbies to find a buddy, but for inclusivity reasons. Jen um, just shared some wonderful points of those who become challenged socially and mentally. Um, I, I'm this is my first conference, but I tweeted um, a question as well how I also struggle with. Um, social challenges because I have autism and she mentioned that it's extremely helpful when you have a buddy or like some sort of anchor or or like a rock somebody that's going to be a rock that you can always escape back to in in uncomfortable moments so I think this buddy system little community thing is going to create a very special and and very safe space for promoting inclusivity. So that was my little two cents. Um, I, I definitely want to, if I can, um, give perspective or, or be a little nominee to help set that up if you needed it. Um, 
And then I also wanted to hear from the other speakers as well. Uh, what advice would you give to a new conference attendee on approaching others? Um, as someone who you know struggles with autism, it's a little bit harder. It takes extra effort for people like me to socialize. So what advice would you give on ways to introduce yourself or maybe conversation topics that you recommend of, you know, someone like me walking up alone and I'm just like, hi. And yeah. So what, what advice would you give to somebody like me or maybe some topics that someone like me could provide value for in a conversation? Anyone feel free to just jump in, unmute, start talking. Jen, go for it. You said other speakers, so I was kind of waiting in case anybody else wanted to. No, no one, no one took a bite. If, if anyone has anything to say, feel free to raise your hand. But right now, it seems like you're you you got the mic. On this particularly of how to start conversations, a lot of conversations I start is, yo dope shoes or pants or shirt or hat or whatever I think they're wearing that is cool. Yeah, dope face. I've literally said that before. Dude, I like your face. Maybe not say dope face. That might be weird. But that's a a good show. I like compliment someone. Find something to compliment. I mean, I'm I'm a weird person. I am a weird person. So, um, but also if you overhear conversations, which is natural – If you uh, go up to somebody and like, let's say there's a few people talking, uh, you can say something like, oh, I just heard you were talking about uh, JavaScript Jam. I've been to their Twitter spaces a few times. What did you learn about or what are some of your favorites? And bringing up something you've experienced similar because that will give someone an opportunity to empathize because they've gone through something similar and then also give you the opportunity to ask more questions to get the conversation going and default questions that I always go to are oh how did you find x what got you into x what do you love about x because I don't always know what they're talking about this happens many times so that's one way to get the conversation going that was incredibly insightful, and I seriously appreciate that. Um, I, I ask these questions because for people with like social disabilities, it helps hearing other people's perspectives. And literally, the exact examples you're giving are things that we internalize and will use as our examples as well. So, thank you so much for for sharing that, Jen. Hello. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Ryan, what's up, brother? What's up? Um, Super excited. Uh, I would say, like, as somebody, uh, been going to conferences for a really long time, uh, like, back in the .NET community in Raleigh, I, like, hung out with some people. Luckily, I I met some really cool people, like Scott Hanselman, like, early in my career because of the .NET stuff. Um, So I had some pretty good people to think about this with, but I, I think the biggest logical fallacy when you're first starting out especially if you're not from a certain background is like, I have no value in this community. Not like if I talk to people, 
they, you know, I'm just not that cool. So whatever. Um, so I think that the important thing is to know that that's straight up not true. And in fact, the fact that you're not one of these annoying, like JavaScript people probably makes you more interesting. Uh, so like I basically just go talk to somebody. And my other piece of advice is like, if you, if it's somebody who's established in the community, they're probably going to do a better job of like being nice to you and networking you with somebody who they know you'll get along with, or y'all have something in common. And like, you don't have to talk about tech. If anything, a lot of people are like really burnt out on talking about tech. So you can really talk about like literally anything that's interesting. And it's really about just making relationships with people. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that's a great point. Actually, Ryan, you bring up, man, I, I think it's a really a lot about the authenticity, right? It's about being real and being you. If you can bring yourself to the event and be yourself at the event and talk to people as if you were you, then you should be awesome because um, people love authenticity and they love uh, connecting with others that, that, that uh, want to be themselves. So, yeah, love it. To follow up on that, I would also say the people who are like really gregarious are usually good at making the conversation. Like they can carry the conversation. If you're like weaker at that, a lot of times they'll kind of like bring you along and like, you know, if you get quiet or weird, like don't even worry about it. Like, I don't know. People, yeah, people are pretty good at like feeling that vibe and like helping you out. I'm just saying, don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also want to mention to here that Ryan is one of our speakers this year at React Miami, and um, he has a talk that I'm really, really excited about. Um, obviously, I'm all, all really excited about all of them, but genuinely, like, really excited about this. Um, one of the things about React Miami conference that I'll say is that I'm learning a lot. Um, so I'll back up and say, like, I'm born and raised South Floridian. I'm doing a conference where I live. Um, I work a lot in the community for the last several years. Um, and when you build community uh, and you work in the community, you learn a lot about um, how to include people, how to make your events accessible. Um, so one of the things that we're learning in um, South Florida through you know partnerships with especially one organization called Workplace Accessibility Group is about including people with disabilities in your events by um, providing accessibility uh, ahead of the ask. So not requiring people to ask for accommodations, but providing the accommodations and then creating a welcoming space for people to um, arrive and feel comfortable. So um, uh, Ryan is talking about accessibility, um, but he's talking about it in I mean, I feel like your talk, Ryan, is talking about accessibility in a much more direct way than just, um, you know, props on like web components and stuff like that. I, so I want to give you a chance to, to talk about your talk at React Miami because it's one that I feel like, you know, really resonates with our community locally. Let's hear it. I love it. <laughs> yeah sure i'm still ironing out like the final details of what i want to say so i'm like interviewing some people and, and stuff but basically uh the t the original title of the talk is um building for disabled power users um in the back actually i don't have a super strong accessibility background uh i i have done some stints like uh i overhauled accessibility at etsy like a really long time ago like 2018 um but in general like day-to-day -day, it comes up in my work but it's not like my main thing but what is uh, part of my identity is that 
I grew up in a deaf family a lot. Of, so like my grandparents were deaf, um, family full of ASL interpreters, uh, like half my family's deaf. And then uh, my partner is blind and she's a lawyer. So like basically I've just been in the, the disabled community like my whole life. And because I've been like raised by people and I relied on people that, uh, you know, basically like the implications of accessibility directly affected my life in like how the world kind of looked like to me. So a lot of this will be storytelling about what that looks like um, so that you have like a from an empathy it's like perspective, you actually understand a lot better. Maybe what what does this look like day to day for people? Um, because like people, I don't know, I feel like developers probably see disability as a monolith, not because for any nefarious reason just because like you don't like who do you know that that you know has that life um so sharing some of that so you see the implications of it as well as drilling into companies who have really nailed um above and beyond accessibility like past wcag or whatever and really like wrap their head around like okay what would it look like if disabled people were like uh like speed running our app or like you know get, getting their job done um at the at the same pace or faster than like a typical user and what does that look like um basically on both sides from like the user side and then also like as a react developer like what kinds of things can we do day to day to realize those experiences that is so awesome ryan oh man i'm excited for that i'm really excited for that i mean wow i, I love it when you said you know really it's gonna just be a lot of storytelling and it's so you can, you know, be empathetic and understand these things better, which really tell you what, man, some of the best speakers are story, great, the great storytellers, right? Like that's, that's where it's at, you know? Um, and a lot, a lot of these folks that um, do speak here um, are very good at storytelling, right? Um, and you, you learn that with time, um, you know, and man, that's, I just, that, that's true to my heart and true to where uh, everything, a lot of things that I believe, um, man, yeah. So if you can, if you're hearing this and you are a speaker, and if you're hearing this and you aren't a speaker, but are wanting to be a speaker, maybe just get really good at storytelling. And I'm really excited and looking forward to Ryan's storytelling uh, that's going to be happening at React Miami. Maybe take a few notes and not just on what he says about, um, you know, about these things that he's talking about, but pay attention to how he tells the stories and then pulls it and draws it in to relate to the things that are going to benefit. Yeah. A lot of this is kind of not intuitive. Like it really is not about how do you talk to your stakeholders and how do you write the code? It is all about how do I cultivate the empathy required to understand the problem space I'm in so that I can intuitively do stuff that makes sense. <laughs> I just want to say, Ryan, that's absolutely awesome. Um, it's funny because when, um, I mean, at one point, I kind of wanted to, I had to pick and choose what I wanted to dive in. Uh, on one side, I had web performance, which I uh, eventually picked. But uh, on the other, I actually had accessibility. I mean, I'd been going to uh, the accessibility meetup in Toronto, which is world class, by the way, because they run not one, but two conferences on top of the accessibility meetup. Uh, and it taught me a lot. Uh, but that being said, uh, that's actually another area 
that I, I really like. And uh, I've given uh, quite a few talks, actually, on one particular area of accessibility, uh, which is um, around images and alt text and the actual automation of alt text through AI. <laughs> I nailed it. But the point is that accessibility is super duper important, which is now the reason why I absolutely take my time to write the alt text on all my images on Twitter. Um, I think it's been super duper important to sort of acknowledge that. Um, the other thing I want to ask real quick, Michelle, and you know, you don't have to give me an answer now. Uh, this is just an idea I have. Uh, I'd love to see the possibility of, uh, I don't know, some kind of like maybe a lightning round, a lightning um, a session, uh, uh, some lightning talks, maybe at a lunch hour or like an empty room. I don't know. Um, I'm a big fan of lightning talks, and it's an opportunity sometimes to just have even people as attendees uh, just go up for like five minutes and, and give a talk. I don't know. Um, it's something that's crossed, that's crossed my mind, and I'll put it out there. I'd be more than happy to help uh, put that together. So uh, whatever. I'm like a big fan of people like taking things on and just because like I think it's all good people that are like coming to React Miami. Like it, I, I mean, like everybody that is coming is just like phenomenal. So that's why like I trust like Anthony and Scott and Dev and everybody who volunteers to do things just like I don't have to micromanage it. And if that's something that you want to like work on and do, I think that's a really good idea. It's something that we were really going back and forth on. When I say we, I mean like me and like the other side of my brain because it's kind of <laughs> my decision. Um, but I will say it's something that I was back and forth on. Um, and I was, it was hard to figure out exactly what it would look like in our space just because it was taking us a long time to figure out what our floor plan was, would we have the room for it. And now we're at the point where I can say that we're going to have these like really cool lounges set up. Um uh, one of our sponsors uh, is City Furniture and they went big on the sponsorship this year. And so they have like these beautiful work tables, conversation, seating, like couch lounges kind of a thing. We have like one big lounge in, you know, the area that we're now calling our lounge. And then we have a, another smaller lounge in our sponsor expo area. Um, so those are kind of the spaces that we're working with. And if we want to do like five, 10 minute lightning talks, um, I started like telling people that and then it started feeling like a secondary CFP, which is not really what I wanted it to kind of be like. Um, so then I kind of just backpedaled on it and I was like, let's see how it shakes out. But we have that space. And if people want to do these like short talks, um, you know, I think it's so cool, you know, and it gives us a chance to share a lot of things that aren't, you know, just formal presentations. Oh man, I have, a, I have a bunch of ideas, so I'll definitely ping you when I land. Uh, maybe on the Wednesday night we can sort of chop it up. Uh, doesn't even we don't even need that much to make it work. So I'll uh, I'll uh, yeah we'll talk about it when I get there. Awesome, man. Also, as some as someone who moonlights as a small time uh, event organizer, I can verify that most of our dialogue is with ourselves and not with our co-organizers. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> That's it's funny. so yes, funny because yes, yes. there's so many times where i'll like write like we're so excited like we are so and it is like from us as the conference but like sometimes <laughs> things are just genuinely from me and i'm like we would love that and i'm like michelle what are you <laughs> just <laughs> what, who are you talking for right now 
<laughs> I'm totally there. Uh, you know, when we when I did uh, uh, the event that we had, we had like 30 plus speakers, and man, uh, I remember going through that process. Even though it was not in person, it was still, you know, quite the task to put together all that. So I, I know where you're coming from. Uh, Henri, what a great idea, man. Um, you know, <laughs> that's what I love about these spaces too, y'all, is when everybody gets in here and we're talking as a, you know, as a, a cohesive unit, as like this whole uh, group of people who are like-minded and wanting really awesome things for each other and uh, as a whole, and boom, like these, these ideas just kind of spring up out of them. Uh, so far, we've had like two or three amazing things just kind of come out of this. And that's the other beautiful thing, actually. I want to give huge credit to React Miami, Michelle, and the organizers and everybody there is the fact that they were so willing to um, bring in and work with other people and let them kind of have a, a little more, you know, free reign to do things like Dev and us and stuff like that. Uh, and, I, you know, room for ideas and, and actually implementing and taking action on these things and not just saying, yeah, all right, we're, we're down for whatever, but no, really like that's what's happening here. Some amazing things are happening because of this. Um, and it's just going to make the event that much more um, bigger, you know, like when people feel like they're involved with something and they feel like they're a part of something, that's when things really grow because people, that's why, <laughs> I mean, that's why, you know, um, anything open source is, is potentially, you know, has, has a lot of potential compared to something that's not open source, not always, but very much so. And so therefore this is like open source. Uh, it's like they're creating an open source, uh, event, you know, but, um, it's amazing. You still have to get, do a pull request though. And they got to allow it. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Yeah, okay. I th I mean, we just have, I'll, I'll just like, again, I'll, earlier I said that I have gone to a lot of conferences. I've gone to conferences that have really, me like, left me feeling so, like, uh, like, on such a high. And I feel like those conferences were, like, ones where I felt really included in, like, really special things. Um, yes. And I've also left conferences being, like, you know, really excited about what I saw. But then, like, in retrospect, it's like... Um, you know, I didn't meet anybody there or whatever. Like, so one of the biggest, the biggest conference I ever went to was AWS reInvent. Um, mm. And it was phenomenal. Like everything was taken care of and they have a million talks and they take over like five hotels. And it's just like the conference of like what it looks like if you had like a limitless budget. And I didn't make a single friend. I barely saw the people that I went there with. And everything is super tightly controlled by Amazon, obviously. Um, and so then I go to like these more like smaller conferences um, where it's like, oh, do you want to participate in this? Do you want to do this? Like, and it feels like so much less overproduced and you leave feeling like so much better and so much more excited. Like, I love when people offer to do things um and take things on because the people that are coming are just, they just want to have a good time. They're very smart. They're very capable. A lot of them are also organizers and have done events. So I, I think we just have like a good group and I have like a high level of trust and, you know, I'm always happy to try and help people do things that make our event even more fun. <laughs> Me and Adam went to reInvent for the first time this year and we didn't go to a single talk all five days. So <laughs> you just networked the whole time, huh? Yeah. Well, it's like a hundred thousand talks every event, right? <laughs> we, did this really, we did this oh, really dumb thing where ahead of time we were like, okay, there's like fifty thousand talks to pick from. Let's like try to pick some, and we picked all the talks with the topics that we're interested in. But 
that's kind of the opposite we should do because we realized when we got there like i don't want to hear about this like i already know about this so we just skipped every single one like oh cdk i can learn about yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> I, I had a quick question though i think this was probably asked before i joined um what's the live streaming setup for the is there one or people like what's what's going on there yeah so um on my to-do list today was to <laughs> build the page for the live stream for our website but it might be on my to-do list tomorrow but we will have a live stream page we're going to use Streamyard, and it's free um so definitely gonna have that and uh somebody also posted like in the tw twitter space like comments uh about like oh can we do like viewing parties that's a hard yes I would love that. Please send me pictures. I would die. Like, that just makes my heart sing. So, yeah, please take advantage of the live stream. It's free. Like, go for it. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Maybe something to think about, too. Like, I don't know. I just, I love ideas. I love strategy. Um, things like that, just to make things more valuable and fun. Uh, but I know you're saying, hey, if you want to do a live stream, do a live stream. That's awesome. <laughs> do it and, and, you know, tweet it and all that stuff. But maybe there's something, Michelle, I don't know, uh, that, that, that can help promote that even further. Uh, like, hey, the people with the most hype and crazy uh, live stream that you post a picture of and tweet it, uh, you know, something, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Like if you organize, if you, I don't know, I'm thinking out loud right now and I'm like, right. But yeah, like, yeah, if you Dangerous. host a live, yeah, right. <laughs> if you host a live stream party and you tweet it, like, yeah, if you get a, a group together and you tweet a live stream, I'm, I, I'm happy to like give you a free ticket for next year's conference. I'll just say that, right? I'll just make that decision right now. This is going to be um, here first. <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. If you if you aren't able to go to React Miami in person, right? Even though, guess what? We're giving you a fifteen percent discount, which I'm going to go ahead and hand that out right now since it's near the near like the two plus hours here. I, I just want to hand this out real quick so that you guys have it. If you haven't gotten a ticket yet to React Miami, this is your way to get a discount on it. Okay, and here it comes. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going to pull this up right now. Do, 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 do. Drum roll, please. All right. All you got to do is go to React Miami, go get your ticket, and type in, and this is going to be like under the, the second step, under promo code, not under the step under access code. It'll be under the promo code, which is when you go to the second step to fill it out. Um, just type in JavaScript Jam. J A V A. Actually, I think there might have been. Never would have guessed that. I think there might have been a typo. You're gonna have to see because I'm looking at this email and I think there might have been a typo. It's S C R I P. You should figure out what it is, tweet it, and then we will pin the tweet. So they can Actually, see maybe it. Michelle can. Uh, maybe we can just make it just just JavaScript S C R I P T J A M. Yeah. Jam. yeah, let me let me fix this typo. This is like a rush job. This <laughs> is a rush job. There's no T. It's JavaScript <laughs> jam now. Typo fixed. 
Yay! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. So JavaScript Jam, go there, get your 15% discount. And by the way, next week when we have Henri on here, um, and also uh, Will, I think is going to be joining us, right? Yep, that right? that's right. Yep. Uh, will Johnson will be joining us then too. Um, he was in the audience briefly for a little bit today. I know he couldn't join us to talk, but... Looking forward to that as well next week, which is on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, just like we did today. Um, we're going to be giving away a free ticket. Yes, a free ticket. So hang in with us then as, and as well, and we'll, uh, we'll be like basically um, – I'll, I'll explain how it's going to happen ne next week. But basically you're going to be able to retweet the space um, and retweet uh, what we've got going on, um, and uh, you all will be entered, and then it will randomly generate – uh, the winner uh, from all those who have retweeted the space when we start doing that. So, all right, let's continue the a, conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a little behind the scenes um, Ooh, on that Java on that JavaScript jam. I'm I'm like I'm not like you know like if you find if you find like little loopholes or you find additional discounts, like I'm all for that. So I'll give you guys like a big hint, like with this JavaScript jam. Clearly, there was a typo in it. So when it was being created, it was being rush created. And normally, we do these discounts for single tickets. But I just noticed that when this discount was created, it was also, you're also allowed to apply it to the team ticket. So like, usually Ooh. that's for like, if your company is going and you're sending like three or more people, right. um, you get a discount on your tickets, right? Because you're buying in bulk. Um, normally we don't have these like promo discounts for the team tickets, but it looks like when it was created, like <laughs> my core, like I'm not going to throw anybody hey. on the bus, but it got applied to the team ticket so, too. And no if, fine you, if you, exactly, if you find a couple people that want to come and you guys want to like get, the, get 15% off of the team discount, like I'm not going to oh. say anything. I don't check like. If the three tickets come in and it's JavaScript jam discount, I'm like, all right, we're good. <laughs> so yes that's awesome so excited for that man uh yeah there's no fine print here y'all um <laughs> no need to worry about uh not using your your coupon your coupon with other discounts <laughs> this is good all right Cool. I'm really excited. Man, React Miami is going to be so good. Like, I'm seriously so hype, pumped hype, up. Hype. Hype. Get hype, y'all. Yeah. Also, we have a do more it, people. Uh, oh, sorry, Dev. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say oh. really quickly, Max Max is a listener in the space. Um, Max is honestly such a cool guy. Um, he's in South Florida and He's helping us out with React Miami this year. He's going to be posting um, to the React Miami Twitter page throughout the conference uh, from like the attendee perspective. So if there's if you plan on doing anything cool or wearing like an awesome outfit and you want to see it posted on React Miami's Twitter, like try and be around Max. <laughs> try and hang around him and you'll probably end up on our Twitter page. Um, the Q. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy to Q around Max. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you, Max, again for 
being like our eyes from the inside of the conference. It's going to be really cool to see what you capture. Awesome. I was going to shout out uh, the thing once again. Uh, originally, when we talked about this, we had less people. Now we have more, and we uh, also have more React Miami speakers here. So uh, just once again, uh, I am hosting uh, an interview show with the React Miami speakers this week. Or sorry, uh, next week, Friday. Yeah, Friday next week in collaboration with these two awesome gentlemen here from JavaScript Jam, Scott and Anthony. It's uh, it's going to be called Miami Jam. And if you're a React Miami speaker, uh, look out for an email invite for it tomorrow or later this week. Uh, this is going to be more of a game show style interview or a panel. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be uh, pretty interactive and collaborative uh, as I'm trying to make it. And uh, yeah, if you're not a speaker, uh, please uh, make sure you stop by because there's going there's going to be some pretty nice conversations with the speakers about their topics, about their uh, motivations behind it and everything. So be on the lookout for that. Yes, and I think Michelle did say something about the attendees and, and a couple of free tickets maybe or a free ticket or something. So hey, there's that too. <laughs> hey, more value. Dax, you were going to say something? Yeah, Dax. I think I have your email blocked, so just let me know when you send it. <laughs> oh, Dev. Hey, man. Y'all are, are just the punches. <laughs> oh. All right. Jab, jab. Very good. I think we may finally be nearing the end of this phase. This is the longest phase we've ever done. Yeah, give it up for React Miami. The longest space we've ever done. Woo! And yeah, you know what? Give it up for everybody who came up here and said some amazing things on the stage. Let's get some claps, 100s, hearts. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, Michelle putting all this together. We're really excited for React Miami. Man, this is going to be so good. All these wonderful speakers, of course, that make React Miami what it is, and all these other conferences too. Without the speakers, we wouldn't have conferences. Yeah. Thank you so much for all these smart people. I'm not one of them, but I'm so yeah. glad that they're here. <laughs> I am super thankful. I'm super thankful for you guys too. Like, it really, um, the event, the event is made better by the more people that are. Uh, there and participating so all the attendees that are coming like super thankful for all the speakers as well and all of our sponsors like I genuinely it's not like a required thing that I have to say I like I genuinely am so thankful for our sponsors and I'm in their dms like what do you want like what's the what is the, what is your dream goal to take away from this sponsorship like I really am like super 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 thankful for everybody that comes together and makes this happen all about the people well thank you for creating the conference and shepherding it into existence we're super thankful yes absolutely folks i'll leave you with this it's not just about coding it's not just about the next big thing it's about the friends about who made along the way it's about relationships yes exactly friends networking making real things happen in life, living life together. That's what we're doing, yeah, we're living life together.
Love it. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Greatly appreciate it. Be sure to join us next week. We'll have Henri and Will Johnson on, who are speakers at React Miami. And we'll be doing a ticket uh, admission giveaway. And also, don't forget our discount code, JavaScript Jam, if you haven't gotten your React Miami tickets yet. With that being said, we love y'all. And we'll see you in the next one. Oh, thank y'all so much. We love you. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.